Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. October 26, 2020, Roller Martin Unfiltered broadcasting live from Columbia, South Carolina, where in a moment, Jamie Harrison will begin his Get Out the Vote rally here on the campus of Benedict College. Coming up, I'll talk with the president of Benedict College about, first of all, this election, also how they're operating in this world of coronavirus. Also, we'll hear from the mayor of this city, Steve Benjamin. He'll join us, as well as Senator, excuse me, Senator one, uh, Senator to elect uh, Jamie Harrison. Folks, we have a jam-packed show for you as we're broadcasting live at this drive-in rally here in South Carolina. It's time to bring the funk on Roller Martin Unfiltered. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the find. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for 
here. I'm broadcasting live from Columbia, South Carolina, the campus of Benedict College, where, of course, uh, Jamie Harrison is having uh, a get-out-the-vote uh, drive-in rally today. Folks, uh, there are a number of cars that are parked out here. You actually see the cars are still coming in, and so they're in their cars, a socially a social distance rally, and so they're actually, uh, this is the, uh, the outside of the stadium, so you'll see the shot right here that we're going to give you. Uh, the shot, again, as these cars are coming in, and so this is where we are. Then, of course, uh, right behind me is the actual stage here. Uh, you will see right here, of course, uh, where Jamie Harris will be speaking. Also, Common is going to be performing as well. We were just with him in Orlando on Saturday for the Florida Rights Restoration, Co uh, Restoration Coalition for their Get Out the Vote rally. They had 27 all across Florida and 13 other states. We are eight days away from Election Day. All the candidates are putting lots of attention and pressure out here, folks, uh, when it comes to this election. How critical is South Carolina? Republicans are literally sending Vice President Mike Pence here tomorrow to help out Senator Lindsey Graham, who is in a tough race. Uh, Jamie Harrison has broken all sorts of records, raising more than $100 million, setting a record uh, when it comes to a U.S. Senate race. And so we'll be chatting with him just a little bit. We'll also be talking with Meg Kennard, who, is an, of course, covers politics for the Associated Press. She knows this state very well. But right now, we want to talk with the president of Benedict College, Dr. Ros Roslyn Artis. How you doing, Doc? I'm well, Benedict. Benedict. Benedict, okay. So, you know, all right, got to be, you know, Benedict, okay. So, first and foremost, um, how are y'all, first of all, before we get to this, how are y'all handling coronavirus? Are your students online? Are they on campus? Our students are on campus, Roland. We've got about a third of our student population living on the campus in a socially distanced campus experience. Uh, we have a 1.4% infection rate. Benedict College has handled this excellently. Uh, and so, uh, and so when you talk about that infection rate, uh, what, so do you have it set up where students are quarantined in terms of, uh, or you're like, no, y'all gotta go back home? No, Benedict College has quarantine capacity. We have identified two separate buildings, one for male, one for female. We did universal testing on the campus. We tested 100% of our student staff and faculty at the beginning of the semester, about 10, 15% randomly every single week. And at midterm, we tested 100% again. So our infection rate is an actual infection rate, not a fact, not a figment of our not testing. Now, of course, we're in the middle of this whole election season. And so uh, folks have been going all around uh, this state. Uh, Common was with uh, earlier today in Allen University speaking to students there. Uh, he's going to be performing here as well. Uh, what has been the mood on this campus? I mean, South Carolina has never had this much attention in a presidential race, but a U.S. Senate race for to be this tight between Jamie Harrison and Senator Lindsey Graham. So Benedict College students are HBCU students. That means they're connected, they're engaged, they're listening, they're paying attention, they're watching, and they're voting. So we are in play, very much in play in South Carolina. Now, is there is there a vote early voting location on campus or we are a precinct? Benedict College is a voting precinct. Well, that's what well, that's a good thing. That certainly makes it easy yes. uh, for them as well. Um, what, what what how has it also been as you've been living here, seeing this, the level of attention? Uh, the level of focus. I mean, the ads have been uh, just constant, nonstop on television here in South Carolina. That's true. But 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 just, but just talk about uh, how this has been, and from your perspective, are you seeing African Americans really energized at a level uh, probably not seen Ever. this way since 2008? 
Um, actually, ever. I will tell you that the lines outside of the early voting locations, there are six satellite sites located around Richland County. The lines are around corners and down the block at 8 o'clock in the morning. People are engaged. They're ready for this election, and they are voting in record numbers. I think post-election, we're going to look back and think this is the most participatory election the country has seen in generations. Uh, well, look, I think a lot of folks uh, certainly uh, uh, can't wait for this election to be over. Uh, it has, though, been exciting. Uh, and it's, uh, it's actually pretty cool uh, to see all these folks out here again with this. I mean, this is like old school. Talk about those drive-in movies. <laughs> it have is. a drive-in political rally. Listen, we improvise at Benedict College. We are the HBCU that put the BC in HBCU, and that means black college, and that means black people, and that means voters. Just so y'all know, she tried to get me to sit here and wear one of the shirts, but I got to support my Black Voters Matter people. Because, see, then if I wear if I, if I wear the Benedict shirt, the other HBCs can be like, where's our shirt? So, you know. They would be jealous. No, but, here, but here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. Okay? Here's the deal. I only wear HBCU gear on campuses where I've actually spoken. I've never spoken at Benedict. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, you shouldn't have told me that, Roland. I'm just saying. You shouldn't have told I'm me that. I'm just saying. You shouldn't have told me that. I, I did a South Carolina State May 9th, commencement. 2021, so I should lock you in? Lock me in. Lock you in? Lock your brother in. All right. I mean, I've had some other colleagues like, why aren't you wearing our stuff? I'm like, I ain't never been to your school. Oh, no, I, I can do better than that. You're going to come but, here. You're going to speak here. You're going to graduate from here. But, <laughs> but of course, but uh, you used to be the president of Florida Memorial. I did. And that I was did. the first commencement that I ever gave was at Florida Memorial. All right, so. we have history then. So there we go. There we go. All right, Dr. Artis, we certainly appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so very much. Looking forward uh, to this uh, taking place. Now. They're in cars, but what about your students? If they come out here, where are they going to be? So we have some people transporting students over. Our students will be around the back perimeter and all over this stadium. Okay. Uh, you've seen a number of our staff and faculty walking around. Uh, Benedict is ever-present. All right, then. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks a bunch. We'll just sit down right there. Uh, all right, folks, as I said, uh, we're here. Uh, the rally is supposed to start at 630, uh, but uh, what we're doing, of course, we're going to be talking to the very, very embarrassed people uh, on today's show. In about 30 minutes, we'll be talking with Steve Benjamin. He is the mayor of Columbia, uh, South Carolina. He'll be joining us uh, as well. And again, we'll also be talking with uh, Jamie Harrison, who wants to be the next United States Senator from South Carolina. He wants to be second African-American. Of course, Senator Tim Scott, Republican. Uh, he, of course, is uh, a, uh, he's a Republican, but also a U.S. Senator from South Carolina. And so, uh, so many different things uh, that have been going on, folks. Uh, do understand, we're here today. Tomorrow, we're going to be in Atlanta. Reverend Raphael Warnock, who's running for the United States Senate in Georgia, will be joining him tomorrow. Also, of course, uh, we will be in, um, in Detroit interviewing Senator Gary Peters on Wednesday. And then back in D.C. And then on Sunday, we'll be at a GOTV rally for Mike Espy, who's running for the United States Senate there uh, in Mississippi. Folks, uh, the election season is hot and heavy. Ads are very intense. You see so many different people. Uh, who are trying to get out the vote. Early voting, of course, is happening all across this country. Uh, there have been record-breaking numbers uh, everywhere, record-breaking numbers everywhere uh, all across the country, especially in Texas. But in Georgia, we're seeing it. In North Carolina, we're seeing it. We're seeing, again, some major, major, major numbers uh, that um, – are coming out. Uh, folks are sitting here again. It's so funny. Folks are sitting here hitting me saying, can you come to our state? We were in North Carolina last week. Uh, but look, we can't be everywhere, but we're trying to do so. As you see, I'm rocking, rocking the Black Voters Matter shirt that also let my people vote uh, this hat right here. 
this weekend, we were in Orlando uh, broadcasting from Orlando, live streaming from the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition. And so I want to give you guys uh, a sense of what took place on Saturday in Orlando outside of the Amway Center. So, folks, if you got it ready, roll it. The power of voting is powerful, and one vote does make a difference. Your vote does matter, and we need free voice so that we can put in place the leaders that will represent our interests. I need, and you're getting ready to vote, I need you to come up here with me. If you are a returning citizen. Look at the effort that is being put into stopping returning citizens from voting. Everyone in the country knows how important your voice is and your vote is. And so you have the power to elect the people that you want to see in office. Every time I see the tree, where my great-grandfather was lynched. Every time I see the land and the property that was stolen, along with other descendants of Okoye, I'm reminded how important it is to vote and that that vote can make a difference. Today was my first time voting in a presidential election in my life. We all know in the state of Florida, seeing more juveniles to adult prison than any other state. At the age of 15, I was charged for armed robbery and sent to adult prison for my first offense. And I lost my voting rights before I even had them. So I don't want to hear nobody talking about, man, our vote don't count. I don't want to hear that. Because it's been counting. And it's going to count even more if you step up, if we all step up. And that count ain't gonna just happen overnight. That count ain't happening overnight. It's been hundreds of years of oppression and systemic racism. It's gonna take us time to break this down. We destroy and we build. But right now, we build it on the shoulders of those that came before us. So not only do I honor them, but I also look at this as a mission. A mission that we get to show Glory for one another and glory for the most high. This is a story of glory. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure. Folks, welcome back. Uh, temperature's dropping, so I had to put the hoodie on because uh, uh, once that sun goes down, it's going to be a little cool. All right, folks, that's my next guest. You've seen her on the show many times. She knows this state inside and out. She's been traveling all across it, reporting here uh, for years, uh, and she has the best insight of what's happening here in South Carolina. Meg Cadard, uh, she uh, covers po national politics for, for Associated Press out of South Carolina. Meg, what's happening? 
Good to be back with you. All right, so um, this has been wild. You, you probably have not seen this much attention on a South on South Carolina in a presidential election year in a long time. It is very different feeling around here during the general election. You know, the primary, everybody's here. We have all the candidates coming through, but not so much during the general election. This year is different. It's 2020, so, you know, we always knew to expect the unexpected, but it has absolutely been all eyes on South Carolina for the last couple of months, as we've talked about, and here we are in the final stretch. Talk about uh, the, the record-breaking numbers uh, that, that have actually taken place. Uh, Jamie Harrison raising uh, $100 million-plus and still raising money every single day. That's right. He's breaking all the records, more than $100 million brought in in this campaign. We've never seen that for any Senate candidate anywhere. Continuing to raise the money, he said today that he feels confident he's going to have plenty of money to bring it in on home through the final stretch, running all those ads we've seen on TV, running all the ads we've seen on YouTube and all of our digital media. He's got this bus up here behind us. They're going to be doing more events over the next week. So, yeah, he's continuing to bring in that money. And also here in South Carolina, we're seeing record numbers of people voting early. So, again, there's a lot of excitement out there. Uh, first of all, to, to know how serious this is, uh, we saw Lindsey Graham essentially begging for money uh, during the hearings of Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, many people, I mean, he was just, he's, he's been whining and complaining, but other Republican groups, Mitch McConnell's group, other Republicans, they have cut, rushed in, dropping $20, 30000000 million, trying to shore up his support in this state. Explain, explain why. What's the difference this year that this race is so tight? Republicans are certainly dumping the money in. Again, all those groups you mentioned. And Senator Graham, in his own right, has broken records for Republican Senate candidates in terms of quarterly fundraising. So he's done a lot on his own part. But yes, he's in the leadership. He's the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. He's been in office for three terms. He is a close ally of President Trump. For all of those reasons, Republicans nationally and also the Republicans here in South Carolina want to see him continue to occupy that seat because it is a powerful one and he has the president's ear, at least right now. now now, now, this is somebody who was very close to Senator John McCain. Uh, folks often talked about their independent streak. As you've been talking to South Carolina voters, are folks in this state angry that, that, that he has been so aligned with Donald Trump, considering he once called him a kook, uh, once said he was going to destroy the Republican Party? There are some folks who say they don't understand that mentality. They don't understand the Lindsey Graham that they knew in 2016 and the one they see now golfing with the president, advocating for legislative issues on his behalf. But some of the Republicans I've talked to and the folks who are also close to Senator Graham tell me, look, he sees the president as someone in power and is going to do a good job, at least in what he sees as a good job, of advocating for the best position for his constituents. So why wouldn't he try to become close to the president and try to get in a close position where he could try to get through some of his legislative goals. Now, black turnout. You talked about early voting being very strong during the primary. South Carolina saved Joe Biden's ass. Without South Carolina, there's no Joe Biden who was a Democratic nominee for president. They More people voted in the Democratic primary in this year than they did when Obama ran in 2008. Uh, have we seen a dramatic increase in black voter registration and black turnout? Uh, and what are the Harrison people saying? Are they saying they need 85, 90% of black turnout 
in order to put him over the top and also pick up uh, the white votes he expects to get as well? The Harrison campaign isn't getting into those numbers, but they are very cognizant of the fact they are going to need strong support among black voters in South Carolina, as well as some of those crossover voters, the white voters or white Republican voters who might be disenfranchised with the Trump administration and therefore maybe Senator Graham to come over to their side. But in terms of voter registration and voter turnout, we are on track to break all kinds of records in terms of who's coming out to the polls now. I drove by a satellite voting location in my neighborhood earlier today, and that line just in the middle of the day, not right when it opened, was around the block, several hundred people waiting in line. We're not even close to election day yet. There's still plenty of days to come, and these are already people who want to make sure to get their vote in. It's going to be a long night, probably counting all of these votes, but people are certainly out there, and they want to cast them now. Well, there is a, there's a massive amount of intensity all across the country. And so we certainly be paying attention to what happens over the next eight days. Uh, and, of course, uh, this should be a pretty interesting event here tonight. Uh, Common performed on, in Orlando on Saturday. So I expect him to put on another equally great show. So looking forward to it. Absolutely. It's going to be a beautiful night out here. So it looks like we're going to have a good time. All right. Meg, always good to see you. Thanks a bunch. Absolutely. Thank All you. All right. All right, folks. Uh, we're going to sit here. Of course, we're talking about uh, this election. Uh, what I want to do right now is introduce my panel. Uh, joining me right now is Avis Jones-DeWeaver, uh, leadership strategist. Uh, she joins us right now. Also, Eugene Craig. Eugene Craig uh, organization. He's CEO. We're certainly glad to have him uh, as well. And then Dr. Julian Malvo, President Emerita Bennett College. Uh, Eugene, I want to start with you again. Um, look, for Republicans, they are desperate to hold on to this seat. They are shocked and stunned to see how well uh, Jamie Harrison has been doing, raising money. You, uh, of course, Lindsey Graham has been whining and complaining, saying all this money from the outside because they hate Lindsey Graham. And people are like, yeah, actually, we do. Yeah, look, the thing is this. Um, oh, the thing is this. Um, Lindsey, Jamie's already won. And he's won because he's forcing Republicans to literally spend money in South Carolina, which is unheard of. That means that that money's not going to Iowa. That money's not going to Georgia. That money's not going, you know, to Arizona, to critical battleground races. Um, and so, you know, with that, you know, Jamie's already won. Now, if he wins, you know, that, that's just a cherry on top. Um, and, and it pops a, a powerful committee chairman. I mean, Lindsey Graham's no, you know, peon in the center. I mean, the guy's been around 20 years was a House member before that, um, and is you know chair of one of the four sitting uh, stand one of the four standing committees. Um, so you know, so I think that I mean this is huge. I mean it's beyond huge. Uh, Avis, again, what is happening out here? I mean, there is a level of intensity we have not seen. Texas, they expect to break the all-time voting record there. Significant number of first-time voters, young people as well. Folks are pissed off with Donald Trump. They're pissed off with Republicans. Republicans are desperate to hold on to power as well. This is going to be all about turnout, turnout, turnout. It absolutely is. And what's particularly ironic and interesting to me is that we hear a lot from the Republicans about this so-called silent majority. I think they're going to determine on November 3rd that the real silent majority are all of these awakened voters that they have energized to come out. People who could have voted but didn't vote last time. People who are infrequent voters but know what's on the line with this election. Uh, the real silent majority has truly been wakened, wakened up and I will tell you they're going to carry the day on election day. 
Dr. Malvo, HBCU is going to be critical. Of course, as I said, Common was at Allen University. He was at Benedict today. Uh, it's happening all across. There's going to be events tomorrow at Clark Atlanta, where we're going to be tomorrow as well. Again, this is about turnout. This is about driving folks in here in South Carolina, South Carolina State and others, Claflin, you name it. They want to push those students to the polls and push those African-Americans in those cities to the polls. And uh, HBCUs do play a key role. Uh, we had uh, nearly 100% turnout of our students um, at Bennett in 2008 and again in 2012 for President Obama. So I expect that we had political science professors who were encouraging students to vote, who were talking about voting in their classes. And I expect the same thing to happen. The other thing is that Donald Trump doesn't tell the truth. And people are, well, that's not new information. But in terms of HBCU, <laughs> He, he, he doesn't tell the truth. He's given all this money to HBCUs. What all this money? In addition, the Department of Education budget has dropped by almost 15% since he's been president. And what that means is that there's less money. There may be more money in one program, but less in another. So we know, we know that Harris, Biden, Biden Harris, excuse me, um, that Biden Harris will put more money in there, may provide student loan relief. And, you know, the, a lot of our students, Many of the HBC students on first generation have five five figure loan balances. So, you know, we uh, students understand, but it doesn't hurt if their president or the president of the student union also encourages them. All right, folks, right now, joining us, uh, joining us uh, on Rolling um, on Filters, Ashley Allison. She's the National Coalition Director uh, in the Biden surrogate. Uh, Ashley, how you doing? I'm doing well. Eight days. All right, folks. Now, hold up, Ashley. What you just heard, uh, Charlemagne the God was just introducing the mayor of Columbus, South Carolina, uh, Steve Benjamin. Ashley, uh, these these uh, events like this are critically important. Having these drive-in rallies uh, all across uh, the country, we're seeing uh, the intensity. You hear the horns as well. Um, uh, walk us through uh, the close, the plan, the closing plan over the next eight days for the Biden-Harris campaign. We are going to be, you're going to see Vice President Biden, Senator Harris, Dr. Biden, Doug, and many surrogates hitting the campaign trail, traveling to all different types of battleground states and states where um, you have competitive Senate races, making sure they make the case to black voters and voters in general about what is at stake. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We had an amazing uh, early vote weekend. We just saw um, we had strolls to the polls, souls to the polls, um, uh, activities and concerts at early voting locations, and we're excited to see what the numbers show. We've seen historical turnout already. Um, we are not going to take one vote for granted. We're going to talk to as many voters as possible in every city and every state and let them know that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the best choice for them, um, and we have to get it done on November 3rd. Obviously, African-American support is hugely critical. Uh, black women have been fired up, ready to go. Uh, majority of black men as well. But over the last couple of weeks, we've seen a level of intensity focused on black men. Again, what specifically is happening with the campaign to drive the message home to African-Americans in terms of uh, what uh, are you doing? Lots of black radio. Are you, uh, you know, candidates when it comes to doing these various interviews? What are the things that are happening? We have done programming all summer. The DNC has been doing program really since 2016, reaching out to black men, letting them know what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will do for them. 
We have a whole, uh, tonight, we have our Make It Happen Monday series that talks about economic opportunities. We've done shop talks. We just had a shop talk with Common in Florida yesterday. We'll have more activities like that. We'll have concerts throughout the rest of the week. We're on radio and black radio and local newspapers doing shows like yours, Roland, as well as uh, meeting voters where there are, being on digital platforms, making sure we're having conversations with folks. So we are being aggressive and we also have a ground game. We're making phone calls, we're doing texting, we're doing canvassing, even in a COVID, um, in a COVID safe way. So we're talking directly to voters, talking specifically to black men, letting them know that there's an economic plan, there's a plan for criminal justice, there's a plan uh, to get this economy back on track, and there's a plan to make, um, to improve the quality of their lives in a Biden-Harris administration. Um, obviously, um, when you look at the messaging today on Fox News, uh, Jared Kushner made some comments uh, questioning whether black people want to be successful. That's uh, that that certainly uh, it has to be uh, a boon to the Biden-Harris campaign uh, to counter. I mean, I'm not surprised. Nothing surprises me that comes out of this administration. Uh, Donald Trump has had no plan for the black community. He touts and says offensive things like he's the least racist person when there's a woman of color moderating the debate. And then his son-in-law says offensive remarks. Um, you know, it's not even sometimes worth acknowledging, but voters need to know and voters should not be surprised. This is who Donald Trump has been his whole life. He has put a bounty on the exonerated five. He has wanted to discriminate against uh, people of color and black folks when they wanted to rent for him. This is him. This is who he is. He is a, a bigot. He is a homophobic. He is a racist. And he does not have a plan for black America. We're going to be ready. We're going to have fun. One of the things uh, you talk about in terms of the economic issues, that obviously something that's important uh, to African-Americans. Uh, we've seen this all the talk about, you know, the Trump so-called platinum plan. I call it the lemon foil plan. Um, I've heard others who say that the lift every voice plan is not black specific enough. It's 22 pages. Uh, and so making the argument, going out there and making the argument, um, how else is that happening? Uh, is there going to be an increase in ads? An increase in, uh, uh, in direct targeting uh, black radio. And so how are you going to drive that? Uh, because, again, you have different celebrities. You have people who are commenting, 50 Cent, John Sally, Ice Cube as well, who have lots of following. And so how are you going to make inroads there to really try to bring that home in the closing days? Well, just to talk a little bit about our plan, you know, the vice president, Senator Harris, has a plan for HBCUs. I mean, Senator Harris is an HBCU graduate, so her commitment is clear. Um, she's a member of the Divine Nine, so her commitment to the black community, she's a black woman. Um, and so she is committed to the vice president, has laid out a clear economic plan around um, if you are a first-time homeowner or ho uh, want to purchase a home, you get a $15,000 tax credit creating opportunities for Black-owned businesses, especially in this middle of this pandemic when so many small businesses are closing, uh, talking about de reforming the criminal justice system and policing reform, whether it's decriminalizing marijuana and expunging records. Um, we have a plan for Black America, but here's the thing that's different with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris versus the Trump administration. When they are elected, you will be able to hold them accountable. I run the coalition's department, and our whole purpose is to make sure folks know that they have a seat at the table and a voice in this uh, in an administration, in a Biden-Harris administration. So if they are lucky enough to be elected, and we're going to work so hard reaching out to voters on radio, on TV, on their front doors, making sure they know what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will do for them, 
Black people will be able to come into that White House and have a conversation with both of them and let them know what they need. And the thing about Joe Biden's leadership and Kamala Harris's leadership is that they listen. They're empathetic. They're compassionate. And they have a track record to prove it. All right. Well, we certainly appreciate uh, you joining us, uh, breaking this down. Also, uh, we look forward to having uh, Vice President Biden or Senator Kamala Harris uh, on this show uh, in, in the next eight days because you're absolutely right. we got to get the message out there, speaking to the very issues for the people who are still there. People, I don't believe there are people who are undecided in terms of who they're going to vote for. I think they're undecided as to whether or not going to vote. And that right there is the real issue. And we're going to let sure, make sure that we do everything we can to motivate them. So seeing the record turnout already, we're going to keep pushing, run through the finish line, not pay attention to the polls, and talk directly to the voters. And thanks for having me, Roland. All right, Ashley Allison, we certainly appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Thank you. All right, then. All right, folks, right now, I want to go to uh, the man who's the mayor of Columbia, South Carolina, uh, Mayor Steve Benjamin. Mayor Benjamin, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Roland. Glad to be with you, brother. Uh, give us a sense of how things have been going in this city. Uh, there is intensity all across this country. Uh, are we seeing the same level of intensity at the polls here in South Carolina? Absolutely. Record lines, record turnout, early vote, absentee vote. You know, you know, honestly, the, probably the, the best way to get people to show up is to think you're going to try to take it from them. Folks are showing up strong. I was at the uh, polls on Saturday. Uh, hundreds of voters uh, showing up at, at our main uh, office here in, in Columbia, and we're seeing that all across the state. Record turnout. Yeah. One of the things that, again, in this state, uh, people are very surprised how well Jamie Harrison uh, is running against Lindsey Graham. The amount of money he's raised at this race is this close. It is airtight going going down to the wire. Why? What is the difference this cycle? Jamie, Jamie, Jamie has run an excellent campaign that focuses on the pauses, the hopes and dreams. You know, the, the story of the African... The story of the African seed in the American sun is unique. But Jamie, Jamie has a uniquely American life, hardworking, always giving back. And uh, the fact that I think it, uh, being Lindsey Graham doesn't hurt to have him as an opponent. People are so irritated and frustrated uh, with his constant efforts to try and uh, not only suppress the vote, but also suppress what, what we see as what America should be. Uh, Jamie, he, he struck that chord. He's run, a, he's run a, an incredibly organized uh, campaign that, again, inspires people as opposed, as opposed to trying to inspire fear in people as the president does regularly. One of the things that uh, Reverend Jackson has talked about for years, having a quarter of a million or 300,000 or more unregistered yep, African-Americans in this state, has that, uh, have y'all been chipping away at that? And, and how have you been making the case to get those folks to actually uh, to actually get registered and to vote? And is it happening this year, finally? That is one of the major keys of victory. Every conversation I've had with Reverend Jackson, the son of South Carolina, he tells me that same exactly. Every conversation we've had the last 25 years or so, over 1 million African-American voters registered, and you're seeing a surgical effort. Uh, with an incredible amount of resources working to turn people out. People, we won't be denied. People are going to show up and go show out and make sure that all of our voices are heard. Now, it's very interesting. Mike Pence is going to be here tomorrow. Uh, the Trump campaign, they, they believe in having uh, these huge rallies, having folks packed in. We're looking out here. Uh, and we'll, we'll see this. We have the shout out here. All these folks in this, this, this sort of uh, driving rally. Isn't this also about how, how the Biden campaign uh, is right trying here. to uh, live out the reality that it's we're dealing with in pandemic. Yes. As opposed to ignoring it like it doesn't right. exist, they're like, no, this is what you have to do in a pandemic. The greatest pandemic in 100 years, 
greatest economic disruption uh, since 1932 in an election year and social unrest around police violence in 50 years. The, the goal here is to show people that our one true north is a preservation of human life. And you can, you can practice democracy while at the same time keeping people safe, unlike what you see on the Republican side of the aisle. So this, is a, this, this shows people can be done and done right. All right. Mayor Steve Benjamin, we certainly appreciate it. Thank you so very God much. God bless you, brother. Keep up the great work. Thank all you, right? sir. I appreciate I'm, I'm it. I'm going to throw it up for the nukes for you, okay? What's that? <laughs> is that the okay sign? <laughs> what, what's that I, little I, sign you my, did? My, 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 my brother, the alpha, he... he he, I would, he would even want me to represent. Well, somebody in your family has some sense. <laughs> somebody has some sense. Because, see, see you, you can't wear one of those. I understand. You know you know, you know the real frat. Go ahead. All right, man. I appreciate, appreciate you, bro. It. All right, folks. Uh, again, we're here in Columbia, South Carolina, the campus of Benedict College. Uh, we're going to take another shot. So you'll see. So, folks, uh, this is we got a, we have a camera that's going out here. Literally. Literally, there are people uh, who are the cars that are on this side uh, over here. Uh, there are, and Anthony, uh, yeah, give me, a, give me a shot over there, Anthony. Uh, give me a shot of the of cars over there. I just want to give you all a sense of it, really what's happening out here uh, at Benedict College. So you see, again, there are cars all over, all over this grassy area uh, right here, uh, giving you a real good sense of how many people are out here. Folks, there's a, there's a line literally uh, going uh, all the way out there. You actually see the line of people who are still trying to get in here. Uh, that, that's the thing. That's the thing here, uh, Avis, uh, that what is happening is uh, there are people who have been apathetic, who have been sitting out, but really what is happening with Trump, what is happening uh, with uh, the policies has caused people to say, I have got to get off of my butt and get out to vote, and that's what we're seeing. Absolutely. I mean, the reality is that this is a matter of life and death. I mean, this is not a drill. And when you look at it specifically as uh, these issues relate to African-Americans, especially coronavirus, uh, we are disproportionately impacted. We make up one out of every five people in this nation that are uh, infected uh, by COVID. And we are not one of five in the population. Uh, we represent uh, two out of every five who actually die of coronavirus. And so it is a life-threatening, uh, debilitating uh, pandemic that is a scourge all across this nation that this administration has made the decision to do nothing about. So we can talk about a whole lot of other issues, and there are a number of issues that disproportionately impact black people in this election. But I would have to say that literally we are voting for our lives. Uh, on that particular point there, uh, Eugene, uh, again, um, I think I kept explaining to people, I kept explaining to people when you saw the intensity during the Democratic primary, that that was going to carry over. Now, that doesn't mean all the people are voting for Biden, Harris, or for Democrats. But the reality is, when you look at the polling as it stands right now, Donald Trump and Mike Pence and the Republican Party are playing a massive game of, of catch-up. You see what's happening with the Senate races uh, in Arizona. Colorado, Maine, Kansas, North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina, Mississippi. They are having a place of major defense, and that and coronavirus is really the big issue there. And we'll still see an explosive numbers, especially in places like Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan. And so that the failure of leadership on COVID-19, that is the that is going to be the, the to me, that is the defining issue of this campaign. 
Oh, it's absolutely a defining issue. Um, it's really, I think it's wild. It's, it's wild as hell that the party of pro-life literally is not doing everything it possibly can to protect life. Um, that's literally what's taking place and happening right now. Um, and look, it's, it's, uh, I think, you know, the election, you know, I think Biden's probably going to run away with this and get very close to 400 electoral college votes. Um, but I think that he walks in there with a very, very strong Senate majority, um, you know, very reminiscent of what happened in 08. Um, and, and this is 100 percent because of, uh, you know, Team Trump, you know, not caring about the coronavirus, not caring about 230,000 people dying, you know, not caring, just literally not caring. It's not even political. It's just that they just don't care. Like they're going to have a super spreader event tonight to, to you know, celebrate, you know, you know, court packing on their end. Um, and people will literally die because they attended that event. Um, that's who we're dealing with. And that's who eight days from now people have the opportunity to fire. Oh, uh, uh, Julian, uh, your perspective as well. Again, where we stand uh, at this point. Well, people have to still come out and vote. Biden is leading in the polls, but you know, we can't take anything for granted. In 2016, everybody thought that Hillary had it. And we got surprised that on election night, she didn't have it. So I, I'm just imploring people to get out and vote. You see the lines, you know that people are interested. And Avis is right, we are voting for a lot to ask who, who does our people or corporations really at voting to find out whether we can have health care or not. I mean, the health care system is flawed, but Barack Obama did a great job in getting at least the Affordable Care Act through. But now uh, they're threatening to take it away when we really should be trying to get more people under the Affordable Care Act because everybody still is not covered. So I think, you know, even suburban white women, I've seen a couple of features where these suburban white women are talking about they cannot support the antics. And that's we had three years of antics, three years plus of antics. Someone who's alienated our allies, uh, acted like a certified public idiot, um, and we could just go down the list. And so people, people are sick of it, even Republicans. That's why the Lincoln Project is so significant. That's why so many George Conway, uh, Kellyanne's husband wrote a really great piece in the Post today. It's really funny. Uh, but he said if Trump loses, he should go, he should leave the country. And that would be a blessing. So I'm just happy to see people out, but I want everybody to come out. It would be so great if we usually get about 60%, less than 60% turnout. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we got 75% voter participation? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be, That'd be wonderful. All right. I'm, I'm going to come back here to Columbia, South Carolina. We're going to talk with a councilwoman here. Uh, first of all, uh, how you doing? Great, Roland. How are you? I'm good, doing great. So, first of all, I'm going to call you Tamika. But, yes. but folks, give me the full yeah. name and title. Yes. So, you know, I don't uh, want to be that black. Oh, no. That, it's Tamika. But Tamika Isaac Devine, councilwoman for the city of Columbia. Oh, yes. uh, I was talking Everybody with the mayor ready for a moment Anybody ago. Ready for There's several folks out here. Y'all came out uh, to see Y'all remember this see the reason why is there this amount times. of energy, this amount of attention that we're seeing. Oh, I think people are just galvanized because they are tired of Trump and they're tired of Lindsey Graham. And right now, there are so many people who understand that staying home four years ago didn't work for them. And so not only do they have to come out, but they got to get other people energized. So I know several people who have voted and they are working every single day to get other people out and vote and making sure that we, we deliver it, not just for Biden and Harris, but for Jamie Harrison.
Chris Black women obviously are playing a huge role, uh, mobilizing, organizing all across the country. We've seen videos of black folks doing line dances, uh, waiting in line. What I keep saying, people are asking me why I get emotional when I saw early voting in Dallas is because, again, black folks are saying, look, y'all have put all the kind of obstacles in front of the way. We still are going to do what's necessary uh, to vote. I mean, here there is a whole lot of disinformation. And we had robocalls telling people uh, that you can't vote. We've got uh, lots of folks happening, lots of people who are being um, more energized by the disinformation campaigns. And so people are waiting in line for hours. We got DJs out there. We're frying fish. And we're like, OK, it may take five hours to vote, but we're going to sit here and have fun while we're doing it. Last question here. Um, when we talk about uh, this particular race here, um, no one could predict that Jamie would be this close at this point. What puts him over the top? And are you seeing African-Americans who were saying, hey, I'm going to sit this one out, who now realize they got to be in this game? Yeah, there are a lot of older African-Americans. I remember Barack Obama 2008, and there were African-Americans who felt like they couldn't vote for him because it would put him in danger. I have now older African-Americans who are saying, Jamie is like my grandson, and we tell them they can do anything they, they set their mind to, so i got to come out to make sure that he's successful. Jamie has gone throughout every single county in this state, and that's where Democrats have, have made the mistake in the past. They haven't gone to traditionally red counties, but Jamie has gone to all counties. He's taught the people, and I know even Republicans who are planning to vote for Jamie, so we really can bring this out, but we got to make sure that we come out and vote, and if we come and vote, and then he gets some other votes, he can win this thing. We certainly appreciate it. Thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you. All right, thanks a bunch. All right, folks, I got to go to a commercial break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk more here from Columbia, South Carolina, and okay, so y'all, I'm sitting doing double duty to the folks in the studio. Go into our group meet. Uh, y'all, I, I just simply uploaded some drone footage uh, uh, so y'all can see what it looks like out here uh, in Columbus, South Carolina. We're going to try to show that to you for y'all when we come back on Rollerbark Unfiltered. Broadcasting live from Jamie Harrison. Get out the vote rally here on the campus of Benedict College, Columbia, South Carolina. We'll be right back. You know, in, in financial services, my committee, for example, I know that we are not covered adequately. I know that there are a few uh, newspapers, for uh, example, that focus on financial services issues who may write something about it, but the average media does not get it. And our newspapers at home don't get it because we're talking about everything from derivatives, you know, uh, to the Volcker rule, and that's not sexy. And people don't get that. But you know, when you have something like the Boca Rule, what you're talking about is keeping these banks from taking the money that's deposited in them by the average worker and going out and gambling with it and trading, you know, as these big banks do. You are working oftentimes on issues that deal with, you know, Wells Fargo, for example, to stop them from taking out accounts in individuals' names that don't even know that they're creating these accounts where they're trying to make their bank look as if it's growing so that they'll get a lot more investments in it. So whether we're talking about uh, dealing with the fraud that's perpetrated 
on the average person by some of the biggest banks and financial institutions in this country, or we're talking about the fiduciary rule that will stop, you know, investment advisors from taking advantage of the average person who wants to get some advice on their investments, and instead of them directing them what's in their best interest, they're only looking for what's in their best interest and how much money they're going to make if they get you to invest in a certain product. That's not written about, and it's not going to be written about, but we just have to do the work that needs to be done to protect people uh, that need to be protected. The guy in the White House is a mortal, not a god. The members of the Congress, they are mortals, not god. Bowing down is not an option. We will stand up again, we will march again, we will preach again, we will organize again. We are black, we are white, we are Latino, we are Native American, we are Democrat, we are Republican, we are independent, we are people of faith, we are people not of faith. We are natives and immigrants. We are business leaders and workers and unemployed. We are doctors and the uninsured. We are gay, we are straight, we are students, we are parents, we are retirees. We are America. And we're here, and we ain't going nowhere. Anthony, which one? Hey, folks, Roller Martin, welcome back to Columbia, South Carolina, the campus of Benedict College for the Jamie Harrison Get Out to Vote rally. As I told you, over the weekend, I was in Orlando, Florida, for the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition. They had, of course, uh, their massive rallies all across uh, the uh, all across the state of Florida and across the country. And here's a video that they played at that particular event that spoke to the issue of the power of restoring the rights to formerly incarcerated folks. Watch this. Our people faced, right, when they, their lives were actually threatened by the state, state-sanctioned violence, you know, being hung and being uh, murdered and, and, and burned and bitten by dogs and, and sprayed with fire hoses, that our people went through that. We had people die on the battlefield, so we can vote. Black man music, the ancestor. Long nights and hard fights on the block with two blocks and I'm known strike. And the eye is isolated and introduced to the crime life. Serving these fiends, making some loot. And the elf means I'm falling and I'm losing my mind. But I'm alone to get stronger while I'm doing my time. And then the E means erasing this society rules. And I'm crying in the dark because I got ghetto blues. From the streets to the town to the prison to the hood, 1.4 million of us. We got the keys to the keys. that you feel when you fight to get strong i feel it too uh, and my brothers we got the whole on and all my sisters i'm sorry for the pain we cause but you know the flex is weak so we got major flaws from the streets from to the, the streets. town to the prison to the hood 1.4 million of us we got the keys to the kingdom i'm talking about freedom, freedom. and the hell for the leaders that be teaching our people 
Don't you stop that line, cause the game ain't equal. And the ah, ice cream, sweet butter milk. Just like your mother on that crack, but she really won't help. And the F for the father, who ain't never been there. Cause he been in and out the joint, but he really do care. Got caught up in the system that was built for us. Treated like an animal, so was mine. With rotten rust, too many years gone, you out. But you sad cause you broke. And your kids full grown, so you sell some dope. But yeah, you stayed out, and you back in a fix. You get a visit from your daughter, and she say you ain't fit. So you cry under the pillow, and your body's real cold. Cause you know you're facing life without parole. Looking at the man in the mirror, he a heartless G. Only us can save us. Yeah, I'm talking to we. You don't just get my vote for free. Yeah, we got the power, so now they got South Carolina. Uh, so here's the deal. The Jeffrey Lampkin Choir just taking a stage. So we've been talking. And so let's get a little something, something, a little inspiration uh, from this choir right here. So let's go to the stage. The Jimmy Harrison get out the vote rally. Here we go. If you're excited about vote 2020, come on. Yeah. I don't know about you, but this election is so critical and so essential. And I don't know about you, but I'm predicting that Jamie Harrison is going to win the Senate seat. Let me hear you make some noise. So, as you're going to the polls on election day and every day leading up, we want you to carry this jingle along with you along the way. Hey, oh, when the saints, they go to vote. They go to vote. Oh, when the saints, they go to vote. I want, 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 I Well, get excited about what's gonna take place. Hey, 
right here. Gonna go from the stage. We're about to interview uh, Jamie Harrison right now. And so, so here we go. All right then. All right, Anthony, we ready? All right, so Jamie, I told you I was coming. I told you I was coming. Yo, I know. Thank you so much, brother, for being here to be a part of this celebration here to get the vote out in South Carolina. Now, man, I mean, the level of intensity, man, you look out here. I mean, it's nighttime. We got all, all these cars, all and, and they're still coming. Listen, you can go to a Lindsey Graham rally and fit everybody in the phone booth. This is energy. This is momentum. We're going to win this race. You have obviously raised a lot of money, and you're still having to raise money. Yeah. Uh, well, are you surprised that at this point, the race is this tight? Why is it? What is South Carolina trying to say to America? What we're trying to do, Roland, is to bring hope back. We're trying to rebuild and revitalize communities that have been left out for generations. It's so, so important, so important that these folks feel like the people who they send to Washington, D.C. will represent them, will fight for them, for their families and their communities. The only person that Lindsey Graham fights for is himself. But the folks know, I know hard times, and I will take that experience and go to Washington, D.C. and fight for them. Now, you clearly got Lindsey Graham scared, because uh, at the Amy Coney Barrett here, he was begging for money. He's shaking, Roland, and he should be, because he hasn't done his job. He's been there for 25 years, and we still have all of these problems in South Carolina. But we're going to fix it. Uh, have you been? Uh, talk about how does it feel as you travel and you see African Americans, young people, first-time voters responding to your campaign? It's because they see somebody that looks like them. They see somebody that looks like them that has experienced the things that they have experienced. And that's what's giving them hope that something's different going on. Something's different. And maybe, maybe I can live the American dream too. When, you, when you've gone to barbershops, when you've gone to churches, when you've gone to various groups, and folks have said, why should we vote for you? What are you telling voters of this state? You know, I tell folks, think about your grandma. Think about the communities you grow up in, where there's no hospitals, where people don't have health care, where the schools are falling apart, where communities don't have broadband. I've lived in all of those communities. I know how important it is to have that type of infrastructure in order to break out so that you can do better for yourself, your family, and your community. And so if they want to change things, and they have to change the leadership. They have to actually have folks who are invested in them and their future. Lindsey Graham is only invested in himself. Now, we're, we're here in Columbia, South Carolina. You're going to be in Spartanburg on Saturday. Uh, I take it every day. Uh, it's going to be just constant, constant barrage of pushing folks, trying to get them to go to the polls. Republicans, they say they're going to close strong on Election Day. What say you? Well, listen. We are seeing record turnout here in South Carolina right now. People are turning out at a pace that eclipses 
Obama in Exactly. I mean, we have an idiot in the house that enslaved people built. He's full of antics, et cetera. They stole yet another seat from Democrats in terms of the Supreme Court. Um, the list is long. So people, have, there is a lot at stake in terms of our economy, our environment, employment. Uh, you were talking to Maxine Waters earlier about the financial issues, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Uh, they've tried to basically strip it of all its power. People are sick and tired of Trump. People thought, the Republicans that I know thought that he would clean up his act when he became president. I mean, he's always kind of been a buffoon, but they thought that once he became president, he would act like he had good sense. Well, we can keep hoping, but that's not going to happen. And so I'm, they're disillusioned Republicans, disillusioned Democrats, disillusioned men and women, and we it's about work. But the excitement, this this rally you just showed, Rowan, the um, Jamie Harrison, I, that brother's just, he's the bomb. He really is, and I'm really proud of what he's doing. And uh, as Eugene said earlier, um, the money that Lindsey has to raise is money that's not going someplace else. But James time enough for Lindsey Graham. He is time enough for him, and we're looking forward to seeing that. It would be amazing if we ended up with two black senators from North Carolina, one Democrat, one Republican. It would be amazing. It would also be amazing. It's amazing that people are coming out. They've got to keep coming out. We can't take this thing for granted. I, I have never seen this kind of energy even when you looked at Hillary and the white women who were pushing, she's got to be the president. They went, they voted for her. They, the majority of them didn't vote for her. Even her right, natural right, base, right. college educated, college educated white women didn't vote for her in overwhelming numbers. Fifty-two percent of them. So, so this is this is like, ugh. People are just not only sick of Trump, but they're also inspired by Kamala on the ticket. Uh, less so by, about Biden, but they know that uh, Biden will do. Uh, uh, I want to go to Avis Jones to leave. I want to go to Avis Jones to leave. Julian, one second. Julian, one second. I want to go to Avis Jones to leave. Avis, Julian made the point about the Supreme Court uh, the decision today. Again, Republicans have made it clear it's about power to them. It's about being in control. Mitch McConnell actually said. If they win, they're going to undo everything that we did, but they cannot undo the courts. That has always been their intention. They want to control America through the courts for the next 40 to 50 years. And I think Democrats are finally getting that. We've been yelling and screaming it on this show, on News One Now, Washington Watch for years. Now yep. folks now see what happens when they control the courts. Absolutely. As you said, this has been a consistent theme on this show literally for years. 
trying to explain how critically important it is that we have control over the courts because this is something that can lead into power for literally decades. You're not just voting for four years. You are voting for 40 years when you look at the impact that these lifelong appointments can have throughout the federal judiciary as well as on the Supreme Court. But let me tell you, they are going to win this battle, but they are going to lose the war. Because once again, this is another one of those reasons why the sleeping giant has awakened. Uh, the BWR Essence Poll uh, that we just released about a week or so found that some, over 60% of Black women said that the, this ramrodding of the Supreme Court justice down their throats days before the election actually inspires them even more to go to the polls. And so they're going to win this victory, but I'm going to tell you, they're going to suffer humiliating defeats, not only in terms of the White House, in terms of the Senate, and I hope that some action will be taken uh, once we have control of all of the levers of power in terms of the three of the two other branches of government uh, in order to correct some of the imbalance that we'll be seeing in the Supreme Court for years to come. Eugene, uh, Eugene, Affordable Care Act. Supreme Court is going to take that up. Folks keep also ignoring. Supreme Court is going to take up a voting rights case out of Arizona that could very well gut Section 2 of the voting rights. And so that's what's really here at play. And so I think all of that, as uh, Kamala Harris said last week in Florida, all of that is on the ballot. It, it all is. Look, you know, on day one, uh, you very well can see H.R. 1 passed and signed. On day two, you very well can see uh, a strengthened ACA passed and signed. On day three, well, you know, not, like, not literally day three, but day three, I mean, and you can see every single major legislative agenda item passed and signed with a, a, a blue house, a blue Senate, and a President Biden. You know, I say it all the time, you know, for me as a Republican, I'd much rather spend my time fighting team by fighting Democrats on economic issues than I do than I'd rather uh, spend enough time fighting Republicans on, on human rights issues. And um, and look, you know, that, that's where we are right now. All right, folks, uh, a little bit early, I was I was telling you I was giving you a sense of what this looks like. And so, guys, if y'all have the drone footage, uh, go ahead and roll that. Uh, of course, it's nighttime now, but we shot this uh, right before uh, we went live. We just wanted to give y'all just an aerial shot, aerial view of what it looks like uh, being out here uh, at Benedict College uh, at their football stadium here. Uh, and so uh, it's, a, it's a pretty cool look. Uh, we were flying, flying it a little bit earlier. Uh, and uh, again, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm looking out here and I can see the, I can see the entrance to the stadium uh, and cars are still coming. This here was about an hour and uh, 25 minutes ago uh, when we shot this video right here. And just wanted to give y'all a sense of, again, of what it looks like out here. Uh, we are just outside of the stadium uh, here at Benedict College. And uh, that's why we wanted to give you this shot here, uh, what it looks like at the uh, Charles Johnson Stadium here on the campus of Benedict College. Uh, it is a, a massive drive-in rally in support of Jamie Harrison. Uh, for United States Senate. And so let's do this here. Choir is jamming. So let's go ahead a little bit more from the stage uh, here uh, at the Jamie Harris Harrison Get Out the Vote rally on the campus of Benedict College. Here we go. We're going home. Oh, the Lord is 
All right, folks, again, we're here uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, Benedict College, uh, where the Jamie Harrison rally is taking place. Common is going to be uh, hitting the stage uh, shortly uh, to perform. Uh, this event is being uh, moderated or emceed by Charlemagne the God. Uh, he is here also in support uh, of um, oh, Jamie Harrison. And so we'll see uh, who's on stage. We'll see. The, uh, all right. All right, Common is next. Jamie Harrison is next. Then Common. So Jamie Harris is coming up next. Uh, so they can take a five-minute break. So let's do this here. We will take a commercial break. Then we'll come back. Roland Martin, unfiltered, broadcasted live from Columbia, South Carolina. Back in a moment. In the 50s, Jerry Farwell, that you mentioned, and Pat Robinson, Perkins, Jim Dobson, those are all people of my generation. They were all thoroughgoing, public, in public ways and in private ways, racist, who said segregation forever, who said Jim Crow laws are the way that we have to live. Jerry Farwell preached this on his um, old-fashioned revival hour broadcast on Sunday night that was a national broadcast. Our movement out of the 50s, 55, 59, 60, made them change their story, made them stop preaching and teaching racism. We did it not by talking to them, but through the sit-in campaign, the bus campaign. Bus campaigns around the Southeast, including Lynchburg, Virginia, in which the signs came down. <laughs> so that stopped them. I thought I caught my first felony when I was 17 years old. I felt like basically I just, I didn't count. My probation told me, you can't vote, you got a felony. It just made me feel like I wasn't wanted or I wasn't supposed to be involved. My mama told me like, son, you need to be, get involved. There's a lot of things going on in the world. Your voice matter. And I'm like, I can't, I ain't got no voice. I can't vote. And she's like, oh yeah, yes you can. So I called my lawyers because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing anything wrong. And I figured out I qualified. I just feel like, damn, let's do it. To me, it was an accomplishment. Like, damn, like I graduated high school or something. Look, at, look what we done done so far. It still need to be 10 times better, but we got to vote. That's what changed the rules. That's to change the laws. I really felt good voting, like, because I was told I couldn't. Or I was told I wouldn't be able to, to clean up or, or get away from my past, and look where I'm at now. And I voted, and I was able to be a part of where I live, which is here at home in America. My voice mattered. to Columbia, South Carolina, here at Benedict College, uh, where the Jamie Harrison Get Out the Vote driving rally is taking place. Uh, all right, folks, uh, my man, uh, Major, my frat brother, also uh, native of Houston, uh, he uh, dropped a, a, a vote video 
a couple of years ago in 2018. Uh, and, of course, it still applies right now. So if we have that, uh, let's go ahead and play it so we uh, give you all a sense of what it sounds like. All right. Le- uh, all, right le- all right. Let me know when we have uh, that particular video there. Uh, let's go, c- pull back our panel here. Now, first of all, um, uh, in a moment, Eugene, uh, Jamie is going to take the stage, and then Common is going to perform out here as well. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence is coming here tomorrow to help Lindsey Graham to also push the Republican Party. But what's happening in Georgia, Joe Biden is going to be in Georgia tomorrow. The Democrats, they say they could steal Georgia. Again, to have him go there, it's going to be in two places. He'll be there in Atlanta tomorrow for a drive-in rally. We will be there as well. Also, uh, talking to the uh, campaign of Reverend Raphael Warnock. He is leading in the race with Kelly, Senator Kelly Leffler and, of course, Republican uh, uh, Collins. The top two folks will go to a runoff. In the Osaw purdue race, same thing. Lots of candidates. If nobody gets 50-plus-1%, that will go to a runoff. All of the work that Stacey Abrams and others did hitting the ground, uh, tilling the soil is paying off. The fact that eight days out, Georgia is actually in play and the, and the Democrats could very well win the state, pick up one or even both U.S. Senate races. That is huge. It's beyond huge. First and foremost, um, if there wasn't deep trouble in South Carolina, they wouldn't be sending Mike Pence there. And I mean deep, deep, deep trouble, especially when you're eight days off from an election, seven days off from an election. In regards to Georgia, you very well could see on November 3rd, Joe Biden win Georgia and then turn around a month and a half later, uh, Warnock pop Loeffler and uh, Asa pop Purdue. I think Warnock probably is, if, if I'm betting on one of those two races, I'm betting on the Warnock race. Um, but I think that you probably could walk out of there with both Senate seats and a runoff election because of everything that's going on. The, the energy is still going to be on the Dem side rather than the GOP side. GOP is going to be depressed because of all the losses they suffered you know, because they decided to follow the argument for the last four years. And that's not Again, to mention all the down-ballot races uh, like Rob Woodall seeing right. being put in place as well. The issue here, Avis, again, if that is, as Reverend Dr. William Barber has said, if you do the work, you can, it will actually pay off. And so he and others have always saying, if Democrats want to compete in the South, you got to get in the race. you got to spend the money. you got to till the soil in order to have fertile ground. That is so true. I've always been so frustrated by some of those on the left who have for years just written off the South. You know, just assumed that the South was completely lost and never put any time, effort, or energy into the South. When the South, quite frankly, is rising. If you look at the demographic shift that we are experiencing throughout the nation, but then especially in key Southern states like a Georgia, like a Texas, you know, if you look at what already naturally exists in a state like a South Carolina, you know, and even Mississippi, I mean, we are seeing shifts in all of those states at this particular moment where, once again, the sleeping giant has been awakened. And so I cannot wait to see what actually transpires. And one last thing I have to say that the Republicans understand that. That's why they're going through all of these shenanigans on steroids, trying to make it that much more difficult for people to vote. They are doing everything that they can to undermine the voting power that exists in those states. And so if the Republicans realize it, it's about darn time that the Democrats wake up and realize it too and begin to exploit it. So I'm so happy to see that 
finally we're beginning to see some movement in that direction. We gotta go out there and vote. All right, then. Uh, real quick, Julian, your comment, because in a moment, Jamie Harris is going to take the stage. We're going to go to that stage live. So uh, real quick, your comment. Actually, actually, hold tight one second. Here we go. We're going back to the main. Oh, we're going back to the main stage right now. Jamie Harris wants to address this drive-in rally. South Carolina. Columbia. What's going on, y'all? Come on, hold the ball out louder. Let Lindsey Graham hear you. Let Lindsey Graham hear you. Yes. Are y'all ready to send Lindsey Graham home? Are you ready to send Lindsey Graham home? You know, it is so great to be on the campus of Benedict College. A historic college here in Columbia, South Carolina. My friends, I am Jamie Harrison. I'm from Orangeburg, and I am running for the United States Senate. You know, sometimes you got to pinch yourself a little bit because I'm from Orangeburg. I'm a country boy. I ain't used to all this stuff. A bus with the, my picture on the side, on the stage with Charlemagne the God and Common. My friends, things are changing in South Carolina. The winds of change are blowing and they are blowing through South Carolina. And that is why on November 3rd, there are going to be a lot of people shocked. I know that there will be some folks we would be looking at what, what, what happened with the presidential election. But my friends, the real story of November 3rd, the real story of November 3rd is, oh my God, what happened to Lindsey Graham? And that is because we are going to give him a one-way ticket home to Seneca or to Mar-a-Lago or wherever he want to go. And he has to get up out of Washington, D.C. You know, I grew up in Orangeburg. I was the son of a teen mom. My mom was 16 years old when she had me. She dropped out of school, and it was my grandparents who took care of me. My grandmother had an eighth-grade education. She had to quit school to pick cotton, and then she went and worked in the textile plants. My grandfather had a fourth-grade education. He worked at a dairy, and then he did construction most of his life. They didn't have a whole lot of education. They didn't have a whole lot of money, but they were rich. They were rich in terms of their values. They taught me the value of working hard, and they taught me the value of helping other people. And my friends, that is what I have done my entire life. This race for the United States Senate, this race for the United States Senate is about hope. It is about bringing hope back to the communities all across the state. Because in order for me to get out of Orangeburg, in order for me to get past those hard times that we had. Because, my friends, we had hard times. I remember waking up mornings, going to get a bowl of cereal, going to the fridge to get milk, and there was no milk. Not because somebody had forgotten a cart of milk, but because we couldn't afford it. I remember the days digging in couch cushions, looking for a nickel, a dime, a quarter, just to give my grandfather enough to get a gallon of gas to go to work and come back home. 
I know what hard times is. You all know what hard times is. And when you have hard times, my friends, when you have hard times, you want to make sure that your senator is somebody who's going to give you a helping hand, help you in those hard times. But we have a senator in Lindsey Graham that when you fall down, instead of him giving you a hand up, he kicks you so you can get down lower. And that is not what we need right now in South Carolina, my friends. That is not what we need. We need someone who understands the hardships people are going through and will help them overcome them. That's what a senator is all about. Let me tell y'all about, let me tell y'all about the South Carolina I love. You all know that this is an amazing state with great people. We have good values. We work hard. We know the dignity of hard work. Because you all go up each and every day, work hard to put food on the table for your family. But it seems like our senator doesn't understand the dignity of hard work. Because instead of working hard for South Carolina, he goes golfing with the president. Instead of working hard for South Carolina, he sits on TV with Sean Hannity. Heck, Lindsey Graham hasn't had an in-person town hall in South Carolina in over three years. But every other night, you can find him on TV. It shows you where we are in terms of the priority scales. Let me make a promise to each and every one of you. When I'm in Washington, D.C. as your senator, I'm going to wake up every day. I'm going to eat lunch every day. I'm going to go to bed every night thinking about how I can improve your life and your family's lives and your community. That's what a senator is all about. And my friends, we are going to make history. You already have started that history-making pro uh, progress. We've already broken the record for fundraising. This little round-headed boy from Orangeburg, South Carolina, now has a record for raising the most money that any candidate has ever raised in the history of this great nation. But my friends, that's not why we got in this race. We didn't get in this race to break a fundraising record. We got in this race to make history, to send Lindsey Graham home, and to represent the people of South Carolina. The winds of change are blowing, my friends. And in South Carolina, the first that the state that was the first to secede from the Union because of the slave of slavery. In South Carolina, this seat that I am vying for right now, this was the seat of Strom Thurmond. This was the seat of John C. Calhoun. This was the seat of Ben Pitchfork Tillman, a man who would go to the floor of the U.S. Senate and talk about the joys of lynching of black folks. My friends, on November 3rd, South Carolina will make history once again, and you all will help make that happen. South Carolina. South Carolina will become the very first state in this nation to have two African-American senators serving at the very same time. But my friends, what we have to do is fix the problems that have been here for a long, long time. Too many communities in South Carolina lack hope and opportunity. 
Too many communities in South Carolina have folks who don't have health insurance. Too many communities in South Carolina don't have broadband. How do we expect our kids to compete with the rest of the world when they can't even connect with the rest of the world? Too many of our communities, my friends, have schools that are crumbling. They have roads that have potholes bigger than I am. Too many folks that Lindsey Graham has left in the dark for far too long, and that will stop on November 3rd. Because what we're going to do, my friends, we are going to close the book on the old South and write a brand new book called the New South. A new South that is bold. A new South that is inclusive. A new South that is diverse. A new South where all of us are valued. Where we all have voices that should be heard. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, Jamie, I see your signs all over the place. I see your TV ads. I, 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 see, I see you on Facebook. I see you on social media. Because, my friends, you've seen Lindsey Graham. Because when you all see me all over the place, he sees me in his nightmares. I am living rent-free in Lindsey Graham's head right now. And it's because of each and every one of you. Because this is what we are going to do, my friends. This is what we are going to do. And then I'm going to introduce Colin. You know, there are too many people in this country, in this state, who wake up each and every day and they turn on their TVs. They open their newspapers. They read their emails. And all they see is hatred and bigotry and division. My friends, those folks have given up all sense of hope. But it's incumbent upon us to fight and help them get hope back once again. You know, Dr. King in his letter from a Birmingham jail said, we will repent in this generation not merely for the hateful words and actions of the bad people, but for the appalling silence of the good people. It's time for the good people in this country to stand up and to say in one unified and clear voice, enough is enough. Enough is enough with the hatred. Enough is enough with the bigotry and division. Enough is enough. And then, my friends, we will live up to the motto here in South Carolina. While I breathe, I hope. While I breathe, I hope. But for the next eight days, I'm going to change our motto just for a little bit. Because in order to bring hope back here to South Carolina, we got one more step we got to do. Instead of just breathing and hoping, instead of breathing and hoping, Y'all, we got to vote. So the motto for South Carolina, the motto for all of you over the next eight days is while I breathe, I vote. Because that is how we bring hope back to South Carolina. That is how we bring hope back to Columbia. That is how we bring hope back to America. My friends, thank you for standing with me. Thank you for fighting with me. Thank you for bringing hope back to this great state. And my friends, it is indeed my pleasure. It is indeed my pleasure. You know, when this brother called up and said, listen, Jamie, we want to help you. 
And we said, yeah, we need all the help we can get. He said, no, no, I want to come and I want to help you. We will come and do a concert. I'll bring people all around and we will help you. You already saw South Carolina's own Charlemagne the God. And you know how amazing he is. Well, it is indeed my pleasure and my honor to welcome to the stage a brother who not just talks about hope and change, but his life is a testament to hope and change. He's an amazing artist, award-winning artist. But you know what? He's a heck of an activist. And he understands that our better days are ahead of us and not behind us. Y'all, give a South Carolina, a Benedict College of Columbia, South Carolina, welcome to my friend, Kyle. Give us a love, y'all. Give us a love. Take this audio. Take this audio. South Carolina, Benedict. College, Jamie Harrison. I start, I start this first in the name of the Most High God, just thanking God for being here in South Carolina tonight. As, as Jamie Harrison was talking about hope, I couldn't help but feel hopeful, knowing that this brother is running for office and will be the senator in South Carolina. Because it's individuals like Jamie Harrison that make me have faith in our system. Even in changing the system. Because he is someone who I said, man, I want to show up and come out and support you because people need to know that we have people that is running for office that represent us, people that will stand up for us, people that know that we've been through a lot in this country and the history of this country ain't been right, but they ready to correct it. And it ain't for me about a party. I'm with this party. I'm with the People's Party. But I support great people. I support leaders who should be leaders. I support people who act in the ways that God would create us to act, and that's acting humane and loving toward individuals, listening and caring. So I say all that to say, I know all of us here already know what's up with Jamie Harrison. And I thank my man Charlemagne the God, that king there, because he the first person that told me about him. But I want to make sure y'all go out and spread the word to everybody about Jamie Harrison and make sure everybody is voting up and down that ticket, up and down that ticket, South Carolina. Let's go. We're in Columbia. We here to do it. We're here to change the world. Let's do it, y'all.
justice and justification. We trust in God, but can't trust in a nation. Cusp up generations, searching for ventilation. 2020 vision is any indication of where we are, where we've been, where do we go? American and legible. My rights to be a left behind. In question times, they say invest in eyes. I'm trying to rest my mind. Oppressed, be pressed to find stories about my kind. A suggested crime. Any, many holler about justice reform. But won't put dollars where the hustlers born. You know our politicians, they love to perform. Acting and singing that government song. I do love America, but you love it wrong. We the people have to come and record, yeah. Because niggas was valid, people had to pull it, the bullet or the ballot. It's like the parable of the 
story of the talents when my people took your paper with no bonds and turn the cattle to gods. Life I'm fifty through stages of life, the world's my whimly. I am seen from a point of entry of peace. Some find it through the paper rally. Some find it peace, they peace to raise a shout. Some find it peace to pull in the shades like Malcolm. I found my peace, my peace making these albums. We don't really want no trouble. South Carolina. Where my people from? The north part of Columbia. South part of Columbia. Where my people from South Carolina at? Cause wherever I go, I stand for my people. I stand with my people. I represent my people. I live for my people. Yeah. I do it for my people. Now, this is Street Radio for Unsung Hero. Riding the Rigo, trying to stay legal. My daughter found Nemo, I found a new primo. Boom, you know how we do, we do it for the people. Struggle of the brothers and the folks. Lovers of the dope, experiments to discover hopes. Scuffle for notes, rougher I wrote, times was harder. Went from rock to starter, voice of a martyr. White folk focus on dolls and yoga. My people on the low and trying to ball and get over. Lyrics are like liquor for the fallen soldier. Bounce to the house, it's all our culture. Every day we hustling, trying to get them customers. Law, we ain't trusting them, thick ones, we hustling them. Sick and tired of punching it. I look on the bus of them. When I see them struggling, I think I'm touching on my people. I see, I'm talking about my people. To my people, I'm talking about my people. I came in for Jamie Harrison because we my people. This is Street Radio. 
for unsung hero. Riding in the Rico, trying to stay legal. Amoye found Nemo, I found a new Nemo. Look, man, you know how we do, we do it for the people. Said that I was shot on TV at the Grammys. They tried to India, I really got backstage, walked in the speaking. He said, No matter what, the people gon' see me. I can't leave rap alone, the streets need me. Hunger in their eyes, what seem to feed me? Inside peace mixed with beef, seem to feed me. Nobody believe, I believe me. Now I'm on the rise, doing business with my guys. Business realized, music affected lives. A gift from the skies to be recognized. I'm keeping my eyes on my eyes on my eyes on the people. thing I love, the one thing I love about hearing what Jamie Harrison was talking about was like saying every, every family deserves to eat. We all deserve opportunities. We deserve food for life. So that means it don't matter what color you are, what neighborhood you come from. We all deserve to be eaten and eaten well because it don't matter, man. If one side of town is living good and the other side of town ain't, then something is wrong. Or if I got money and you don't, I feel like I ain't got it because if I see you hurting, I see you starving, I see you trying to get food, then it's my duty to put food on your plate too. And that's the only way we gonna work and make this thing work in South Carolina, to Chicago, to wherever you may be from. We gonna feed each other. It's the food, y'all. 
Understand, yo, we got a plan, yo, I listen to the son of man when it come to this, yo, I used to do the running, man, I did that dance, now I take a chance to run forward, the forward is more words, explore words, for those in their cars, look at the stars and understand that boy calm got bars, but it's more than these bars, I take it to the legend, type of thing that goes down, I bring it from the heavens, and I'ma keep stepping, if you are American, you gotta be down with who, Jamie Harrison, they said it didn't rhyme good, but still I find good, Things in my mind, guess my time's good, time's understood for you and yours. Listen to the sweat as I sweat through my pores, coming through the doors, always been raw. I told y'all I'm just out just for more, plus I explore. I told you I had to do it, I get into it cause I love that real soul music. Came down to SC, just people wanna test me, but that's okay, but they say stay sexy. I ain't trying to be so sexy, I'm trying to rap it. Rap and understand comp sense, I'm grafted, grafted to be the dope. Better yet, I got this natural, actual facts when I come with the raps And I can tap into this place down here Cause since I guess the sound's so clear 
I'll let you know, yo, these are the words. I hope you're all voting on our November 3rd. I'm ready yet. You should understand this is worldly. I hope you even voted or maybe voted early. Cause we need that when it comes to this. This is the style, yo, my word is born. I see you with your lights on and your honking horns. This is how it be, yo, the style of be hard. This is what I'm telling you. Shout out to Charlemagne the God. He's from South Carolina too. I see you think about me and my designer crew. I designed it with my man named Kareem and Sharky. And this is how it be, yo, listen, as a spark theme. Things tonight on October 26th. I can shoot the gift and then I'm here to uplift. You can just riff with the boy named Boom. But you can't even try to get into the Zoom. And understand why we just gotta take room to gloom. And let them know how we just bloom and blossom. I can rock them. I got on them. And got into the option. Conscious was in a corner. I came from the corner. I came from the door. I came from a place that they said was so raw. That's the place, shot town That's my town. I'm from Illinois. I build and destroy with the B-boys and B-girls. Yo, we gon' reworld this whole place. We ain't looking at them old faces thinking that's the new way to go. I'm thinking something, yo. I'm am grateful for. I'm grateful to be here right now. Right in SC and right on T-Notch. You know I rock spots. And this is hip-hop. And better yet, you know. And this is the type of boy that came from the go. Shout out to the mayor. Yo, I seen you right there. The mayor said, yeah, yo, we all just prepare to do this thing. Common sense got a dream. And that's gonna be the shorter like Martin Luther King. We gonna put it all together. And then we gon' weather the storm and understand we changing the whole form of a nation. This is like anticipation. People out there, no, no time for waiting. No time for debating, no time for lying Understand people in the skies just crying Cause they see people dying, people lying And I ain't relying on nobody, it's dying Like the boy from South Carolina that be dunking When it comes to this now, who will confront him? Can't nobody punk him, telling you who I am Come since yo, I used to go to fam And I'm sitting it for your benefit We can do this at the college that they call Benedict Yo, it's this is how it be, the style is free Yo, I love it when the cameras just want to smile at me, but I about this camera shit. This is for the action. Understand, I ain't even the main attraction. Yo, let the people keep staring in. I told you once again, Jamie Harrison presented. Cops and show, I get offended. I can't forbid it. I always came to win it. That's why I roll with winners, not beginners. This is how it be, cause it's all up in the cross. I know the damn laws. I can come through and avoid chicken sauce. Told you, even in Nigeria, Let's stop SARS. And even after that, yo, we gon' keep with the bars. And say this world, yo, this world is ours. This is how it be, yo, I'm looking at the stars again. Yo, it's the type of play that I set. Conscious, yo, I always been a lyrical threat. I just made a bet. I couldn't go no more, but that's okay, cause I'm still like flowing. Ah, it's like that, yo. And as we make sure we all are eating, our families are eating, one of the things that's been giving me most hope is our children. When I listen to the way our children think and they take in things, and it reminds me of the Bible verse that says, those who really want greatness need to receive the kingdom like a child, humble and open-minded. So I want to dedicate this next song 
So when I see the, our young people, I always just remember how great they are, how beautiful they are, how wonderful they are. And we just grown kids, y'all. We just grown kids. But I tell the kids, don't forget who you are. Find you. You know the 
give me space when it's time to. My heart's dictionary defines you. Love and happiness. Truly, it's hard to wrap this after this. Time we committed, love, it was real good. Had to be for me to arrive, it still feel good. Sex ain't gonna keep you. But as my equal, it's how I must treat you. As my reflection of light, I'ma lead you. And whatever's right, I'ma feed you. Yo, took a lie, took a lie, took a lie, took a took a lie. Yo, I tell you the rest when I see you. Peace. Sing it out. song in honor of our ancestors and all those before us. We honor them. And as we, as we think about what the vote is, we honor the fact that women and men fought with holes down, some died, they strategized, they planned, they stood on their feet, they cried so that we could vote. Now, if that don't motivate you enough, let's at least pay honor to that. And know that what we do right now will be the legacy, the spirit, and the opening for our children and generations to come but I honor John Lewis I honor Dr. King and Diane Nash Fannie Lou Hamer Ella Baker and some names that I don't know but they all fought for us to be able to say hey we vote for us to have a mayor a black man us to be able to say, hey, our new senator is Jamie Harrison in South Carolina. So we dedicate this to all those that came before us. And we know that they were doing the work of the Most High God. So not only do we give them glory, but we give God the glory. We give the most high God the glory because the God is working through us. Yes.
Against no man, no weapon Formed against, yes, glorious destined Everyday women and men become legends Sins that go against our skin become blessings The movement is a rhythm to us Freedom is like religion to us Justice is juxtaposition in us Justice for all just ain't specific enough One son died, the spirit is revisiting us True and living, living in us Resistance is us That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walk through Columbia With our hands up When it go down, we woman and man up They say stay down and we stand up Shots, we on the ground The camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up one day, South Carolina, yes, one day, when the war is won, we will be sure, so sure.
Election Day next Tuesday. Folks are still voting all across this country here in South Carolina uh, as well. Folks have been going to the polls. Uh, we, of course, uh, I, I reached out to Jane and said, hey, we want to bring Roland Martin Unfiltered to South Carolina uh, to help you out, to showcase your campaign. And so they invited us down, made it possible. So we appreciate uh, Jamie being with us, Steve Benjamin being with us, uh, the Councilwoman Tamika being with us as well, Dr. Roslyn Arnas, of course, the president of Benedict College, being with us as well, folks. Uh, again, uh, it's amazing. Uh, Anthony, Anthony, we can get a shot. Anthony, let's get a shot here again. You're seeing uh, all these cars here. They have been uh, jam-packed uh, here uh, all day. Folks began arriving at 5 p.m. Uh, that was uh, almost three and a half hours ago. Uh, and so this is, look, one of the reasons oh. why I'm so excited. Listen, South Carolina, thank y'all for coming out tonight. One of the reasons why I'm so excited, folks. Uh, Make sure y'all go out there and vote for my exactly man, Jamie Harrison. We created Rolling Hard Luther Hunter Coulter two years ago. We wanted, to be able, I see you out there. we wanted to be able to have y'all make sure y'all go out there and vote for Jamie Harrison. Uh, I go by the name of Charlemagne the God, 843 voters. That's why we are here. And folks, uh, it, look, this is why we're doing it. Uh, of course, we were in Orlando, Florida, the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition for their vote voting event that took place on Saturday. Uh, of course, tomorrow we're going to be in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, for Reverend Raphael Warnock. Of course, he is running for the United States Senate. In addition to that, Vice President Joe Biden is going to be in Atlanta, Georgia as well. We'll be live from there. We're still trying to figure out, is Warnock going to have a separate wow. event? Well, likely he'll be at the Biden oh. event, so we'll be there as well. Uh, then, of course, on Wednesday, uh, we're going to be actually, y'all, everybody who's in Detroit, in the Detroit area, you are invited to come on out to the 14th District Democratic Office. Let me read it for you. 14th Democratic District Office. We're going to be at a social distance event broadcasting outside. They said, hey, they want to be with me inside. I said, no, we're not people. Be here. Grab that microphone right there, Charlemagne. Uh, and so, folks, uh, I told them, I said, we're going to be there uh, for this event. And so, uh, and then, of course, uh, I'll be interviewing Senator Gary Peters. 
Sunday, Jackson, Mississippi. We're going to be broadcasting the GOTV rally for Mike Gatsby's running for the United States Senate. Before we go, let's go to Charlemagne the God, South Carolina native. What's up, man? All good, my brother. Oh, we got the camera there. Make sure we're straight. We good? Yeah, we good. All right, man. So why do you want to come out here, man? Give you support for Jamie Harris. I mean, because, you know, I like a lot of the policies that Jamie Harris is pushing for South Carolina, but also the fact that he has a chance to make history. And honestly, Lindsey Graham scared the hell out of me the past couple of weeks. You know, when Lindsey Graham made those comments about the good old days of segregation and saying black people. Yeah, exactly. We don't joke about White House, so I was just like, Jamie, I've been helping him a little bit, but I'm like, you know, let me come out here and put some real support behind him. Well, same thing here. I hit him up and I said, look, I said, uh, I've only traveled one time since uh, since COVID kicked off in February. That was to go vote in Dallas to see my parents. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So I called him, Warnock. Uh, I called Espy and I said, yo, we'll be there. So we're going to be in all those places this week, man. Absolutely. Doing a show. Like I was just telling, I said, this is why I created this, because we need to have our own platforms raising our folks' Absolutely. voices. Absolutely. That's when they told me. They was like, Roland Martin is here. I said, Roland Martin? I said, Roland ain't in no Columbia. And they was like, yes, he's here. I'm like, where? And then you text me. I'm like, damn, well, Roland don't be playing. <laughs> no, no. Roland do not be playing <laughs> at all. No, bro. So, no. We here. We got the whole set up. Absolutely. We've been live streaming. Look, the, one of the things that's interesting the last couple of weeks been crazy. I interviewed Ice Cube. You know, you got 50 Cent talking about taxes. John Sally came up there, and I didn't text John Sally. I was like, John. What did John say? I, I missed that John one. said Trump was only on the black plan. I was like. That's not true. John, the platinum plan is one page. <laughs> I said, one page. But that's not even true. I said, John, call me but first before you give an interview, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish, and listen, and I, I love what all of those brothers are doing just because it's good to see black men politically engaged. But get with the experts. Use your influence. Use your platform to get with the experts. I love what you did with Ice Cube, connecting him with Alicia Garza. That's what needs to happen. You know what I mean? I like what Diddy's doing with Wes Bellamy and Mayor Candace Hollingsworth. Get with the people that know what they're doing. And let's all use our collective influence and resources to push. That's it. We've been covering this thing, man. And, and the turnout has been crazy all around the country. I mean, Texas. Georgia, mm -hmm. North Carolina, South Carolina, every place. I mean, Alabama, they're voting like crazy as well. What What do you think is fueling that? Well, I think that people are afraid and they need to be. And listen, man, I'm one of those people who always feel like they try to get us to vote out of fear. But this is one of those years we really need to be afraid. Like, we got a fascist in the White House. I don't know how to explain that to people any better. Like, literally... Our democracy is at stake. And when you, you see the power that they got over the, the courts, right. when they talk about the good old days of segregation, they could really roll back enough of our civil liberties to make that happen. No, but, and that's real. I, mean, <laughs> I, I have been yelling and screaming for the last eight years. I'm like, y'all, the courts, this stuff is real. Yes. And, yes. And, and Mitch McConnell said it yesterday. He said if they win, they can roll back most of what we've done. He said, but not the courts. Whoa. He said it. Whoa. He, is, he went Whoa. on Sean Hannity last year and said they are purposely appointing white men and young white women 35 to 45 years old. They just they just voted on a white woman 33 years old, eight years out of law school, has never tried a case. Wow. Bruh, if wow. I told my viewers, if she serves as long as Ruth Bader Ginsburg, 
she will be a federal judge for the next 54 years. And see, they don't play fair. And that's why I don't even understand, like, when Democrats, when Senator Harris or uh, VP Biden gets asked about stacking the court, just tell people why you need to stack the Supreme Court. No, 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 no. See, here's the deal. Stacking the court is the right wing phrase. Expand the court. Expand the court. See, okay. again, though, got see, you, it's you, just like you, with Obamacare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, yeah. I told Obama people, stop. That's their phrase. Call the Affordable Care Act. So when they say stacking the courts, that's their phrase. Yeah. In Arizona, guess what the Republicans did? Expanded the court. Expanded the court. Okay. See, so they've done it, but none of it was, oh, you're stacking. No, 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 no. When Mitch McConnell blocked 100 Obama judges, he was he was blocking it for a Republican to be president. Wow. In wow. 2016, Obama only got through eight judges. 100 vacancies were open when Trump became president. And he filled them all. Because of Mitch McConnell. Wow. All of them. Wow. Well, that's why I'm out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's stories like that is why I'm out here pushing for my man, Jamie Harrison. Got it. Charlemagne. Always good to Roll see you, in. my brother. Yes, Appreciate sir. you, King. Appreciate yes, it, my brother. Thanks a lot. All right, folks, that's it for us. We're going to be broadcasting again. We want to thank everybody with the Jamie Harrison campaign uh, for accommodating us uh, coming out here, folks. Uh, this is all about you. We created this for you. We created this to be able to give our people a platform. We bring it to you straight. You don't have to depend on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. Look, y'all, none of them are here. No other black media is here. All of new black media people, none of them are here. The black cable networks, none of them are here. And so this is about us being able to bring our people the content that we need. That's why tomorrow we're going to be in Atlanta. That's why Wednesday we're going to be in Detroit. That's why Sunday we're going to be in Jackson, Mississippi. And that's why on Tuesday we're going to be broadcasting election night coverage, 7 p.m. to 3 a.m., and our coverage will be simulcast on iHeartMedia's Black Information Network, where, where, of course, I do commentaries as well. This is about us controlling the narrative, telling our story and our perspective. I know we had him on short. I want to thank Avis. I want to thank Eugene. I want to thank Julian for being on today's show. I want to thank all of you for watching the show as well. Your dollars support this. Okay, your dollars allow us to travel here to bring our crew all of the cameras and all of the equipment and all of these things. And so, please, we want you to join our Bring the Funk fan club. We have 13,100 uh, folks, members of our fan club. We want to hit 20,000 before December 31st, 2020. You can support us by going to Cash App, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. You can go to PayPal.me forward slash R Martin Unfiltered. You can go to Venmo.com forward slash RM Unfiltered. You can also mail a money order to New Vision Media Inc. NU Vision Media Inc. 1625 K Street Northwest Suite 400 Washington D.C. 20006. Again, we want all of you to support what we do. You make this possible. Folks, we've been doing some amazing things. We've got some other amazing stuff going on. Uh, it has been phenomenal. Uh, I'm telling y'all, uh, I, I am elated just simply to watch all of this happen because this is exactly the vision that God gave me in 2018. This is it for us being able to take this show on the road, for us to be able 
to go to the places uh, and for us to be able to bring you these type of stories. Uh, it's more than 3,000 of y'all on YouTube right now. Y'all can give right there on YouTube. We support. We thank you all that you do as well. Again, folks, uh, look, tell folks about this. Follow us on YouTube. Click subscribe. Click subscribe on YouTube. In fact, we have now crossed 650,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. We started, y'all, two years ago. You know, we started 25 months ago with 157,000. We're now, right now, at 650,000. In fact, I'm just going to give you the most up-to-date number. Go to YouTube Studio. We are at 650,870 subscribers on our YouTube channel. And so we thank every single one of you uh, for doing this. Thank you so very much. Shout out to our crew back there in Washington, D.C. Uh, I know there's a whole lot of moving parts, so we appreciate everybody who's in our uh, control room. And so I know some of y'all, y'all been sending me text messages and tweets. Y'all love the drone footage, and I'll be cutting that on the show. I told y'all what we do, okay? I told you, we are we are creating. I want y'all to hear me clearly. We are trying, we are creating, not trying. We are creating a black media company that will that will lead to a black digital network where we'll be doing more of this, where we will be telling our stories, where we make the decisions on where we go live from, where we broadcast from. We've been restreaming Global Hope Forum over the weekend. We've been doing the stuff with the National Coalition of Black City Participation. Collective PAC, thank you. Black Voters Matter, thank you. Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, thank you. Black Women's Roundtable, thank you. Uh, AFSCME, thank you. These are our partners and what we are doing. And so we're looking forward to being in Atlanta, Georgia tomorrow. And so, again, we'll see you there. But listen, we will actually, you can actually come out to see the show in Detroit on Wednesday. I'm going to be interviewing Senator Gary Peters, the brother who's running for Republican, John James. We called him. We ain't heard from him. That tells you all you need to know on who you need to support there in Michigan. All right, folks, we got to go. We got to pack all this stuff up, and then we got to see y'all guys later. Thank you for watching. I'll see you tomorrow. Holla! I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.